It's time now for the complete story with Dick Bot, a public news and information feature of Bot Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now, here is Dick Bot with today's complete story. Well, uh, Rich is attending a conference in Colorado uh, while I'm doing this recording, so I get to fly solo again in the studio and and just kind of reminisce and and uh, and just talk to you, our Bot Radio Network family. Um, like I like to do. Now, I tell you what, I have enjoyed reading the transcripts from the various people who call or email, either way, about not only the complete story, but Bot Radio Network in general. Uh, I really enjoy reading them because some people say, well, I don't like this or I don't like that. Or why do you do this or that or the other thing? And I'll tell you what, in many of those, that's good advice. And uh, that makes us stop and think. And sometimes uh, people will bring up something that we were not even aware of. So those comments, good or bad, are very, very important. While I've brought that up, let me give you the phone number again. 800-345-2621. 800-345-2621. Or you can email us at comments. Uh, how does that go, Ken? Comments at botradionetwork.com. Right. Comments at botradionetwork.com. So you can email those. are all put in transcript form. And then we really, uh, we really benefit from what you've said. Now, I tell you what, several, you see, it's just next month. I believe, yeah, it is. Next month, we, Bot Radio Network celebrates our 55th anniversary. Wow. Time goes by so quick. Time passes so fast. Honest to Pete, it really seems like just a short time. And here it's been 55 years already. But the thing that I really, really enjoyed is a number of people have commented and said they were listening to Bot Radio Network back in those very earliest days when we first just began. And I remember one lady said in particular that she became a Christian listening to one of our Bible teaching programs. And uh, she said she just didn't know about about really knowing the Lord as your personal Savior. And uh, it was a result of one of the Bible teaching programs that she heard way back from those early days that she gave her heart to the Lord, and then she found a good church, a good Bible-believing church to attend all of these years. But she has still been a loyal listener to Bot Radio Network. That really touched my heart. As a matter of fact, so many people have said in their comments that they've been listening for a long, long time. And uh, that means a lot to us because that's our purpose and wanting to reach people for the cause of Christ, wherever you are located right now. But there's an old song that has meant a lot to me over the years. I can't remember when I first heard it. I know that it kind of tickled me a little bit because I've always liked radio since the time I was a kid. Uh, I mean, that's full of stories, I could say, also. But from the time I was a kid, you know, I've always liked radio. And the things I have heard on radio... Uh, were very important, especially in those early days. But here's an old, old song that I remember from way, way back when, 
and somebody else heard this song also, and so I'm going to share it with you right now. Here it is. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so, and I heard it first on the radio. This love of God, so rich and strong, shall be the saints and angels' song. And I heard it first on the radio. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound, the lost and lonely can be found. And grace can even save a wretch like me.
Who heard it first on the radio when they're listening to Bot Radio Network? Well, that's the purpose. That's exactly uh, what the original purpose and all, all through the 55 years it, it has been and it will continue to be. Um, now, here's the thing, folks. Um, it, it doesn't matter where you've been. It only matters where you are at the moment and where you're going. I'm thinking of all of the testimonies of people. And their lives were crumbled, and their lives were a mess, and their lives were not. And some of those more famous names as well, Stuart Hamlin is one, and there were many others. Uh, their lives were just a mess until, until, you see, until that day when they gave their life over to the Lord. It came to me, oh, several months ago, that there are really five questions. Listen to me now. Five questions that every human being really has to ask themselves deeply. And they're serious questions. First of all, and, and, and you see the answers are not based on assumptions. My word, if you only, if you only know what you think you know, well, that's not good enough. But here are the five questions. Who am I? See, even my name, Dick, was given to me by somebody else. I don't really know if that's my name, but I assumed it is because I've carried it all my entire life. But who am I really? Who am I really? And number two, from where have I come? And number three, what is my purpose? And number four, how can I fulfill that purpose? And number five, where am I going? Those are the five important eternal questions. And when that came into my mind, I just tried to reduce it down to its simplest form. Not the labels, not all of the abstracts, but who am I? Who am I really? And then from where have I come? Think about that. And then what is my purpose? And how do I fulfill it? We've all been reading and we've been hearing about some pretty famous people that just died in the last couple of weeks. Some One man I'm thinking of the last few days. And what was his purpose? I don't know if his purpose could possibly have been what he did with his life. My word. God has a purpose for each life. And it's very important 
than to find out how to fulfill that purpose. Maybe it is as a mother or a father or a neighbor or somebody who encourages someone else, somebody who just does a good job. Maybe that's the purpose. God has a purpose for each life. And then how do I fulfill it? And then where am I going? Now, here again, I don't know how many years ago it was that I heard this song, but it made me stop and think it's the touch. It's the touch, folks. It's not us. It's the touch of the Master's hand that really uh, causes us to ever achieve anything in life. Here it is. It was battered and scarred. The auctioneer thought it hardly worth his while To waste much time on the old violin But he held it up with a smile What am I offered, good folks, he cried Who'll start the bidding for me? A dollar? One dollar? Two? Only two? Two dollars, who'll make it three? Three dollars once, three dollars twice Going for three, but no. From the back of the room, a gray-haired man came forward and gently picked up the bow. And then wiping the dust from the old violin and tuning up the loose strings, he played a melody as pure and sweet as the caroling angel sings. Music stopped, and the auctioneer, with a voice quiet and low, said, Now what am I bid for the old violin? And he held it up with the bow. A thousand dollars? Who'll make it two? Two thousand? Who'll make it three? Three thousand once? Three thousand twice? And going and gone, said he. The people cheered, but some of them cried, We don't understand. What changed its worth? Then someone replied, the touch of a master's hand. So many a man, with life out of tune, is much like the old violin. But the master comes, and a change is wrought. By the touch of the master's hand. Isn't that, isn't, that, isn't that a true? Isn't that true in every case? 
In every case, if you haven't felt the touch of the master's hand, uh, you know it's ashes to ashes and dust to dust. You know that, don't you? It's the touch of the master's hand during the journey of life that gives it any meaning at all. Well, let's move on here because our time is time is getting kind of short. One of the things that uh, my wife and I, and actually Rich was with us also on this, we we um, we went to a funeral in a little um, town, a little rural town in one of the Midwestern states. A little tiny rural town certainly uh, certainly had a rich history, a fascinating history. Um, but anyway, the gentleman that we went to see in honor was our good friend John Avery. And John Avery, this was his mother's funeral. And, uh, and John and his family, they're black Americans. And uh, that was very, very interesting, the whole story. And then I got a copy of a story of John Avery's family going back generations going back generations. And I'm going to share that with you folks from time to time because I'll tell you, life, uh, whatever your situation is, um, you don't know anything compared to what other people have had to do and struggle with and, uh, and forge their way out of whatever it was they were born into. But I'll tell you this, I, I saw a picture of John Avery's grandfather and he's holding a photograph of his wife and his children, and um, and as I as I studied that picture, as I studied that picture, well, let me just move the microphone a little bit here so I can see this. It said that uh, he was uh, this is John Avery's grandfather was the tenth of twelve children born into that little cabin uh, that I'm seeing a photograph of. But the big photograph is uh, the man himself, and he is holding a photograph of his wife and his children uh, in his hands. And as I'm looking at the hands, as I'm looking at those hard-working hands, as I'm looking, I heard the stories of John, how his father taught him to work, how his father taught him to think well of himself, how his father taught him so much. I said, John, do you realize there's a song written about this? And he'd never heard of it before, but I remember when I first heard this song, I thought, it is so true. It's what you do with what God has given you that makes the difference. And I'll tell you, this gentleman, with his hard work and hands, raised his family, took care of his wife, and kept his home together. And as I met so many of the descendants, I was so proud to see them because it does work, folks. You plant deeply into the heart of your children to serve the Lord and plant deeply into the heart of your children to make good choices in their life and to think well of themselves and to be kind to other people. That makes such a tremendous difference. Anyway, I want to share with you this song. It's called These Hands. Here it is. These hands ain't the hands of a gentleman. These hands are calloused and old. 
These hands raised a family These hands raised a home Now these hands raised to praise the Lord These hands won the heart of my loved one And with hers they were never never alone so if these hands do their task then what more can one ask for these fingers have worked to the bone now I'm tired and I'm old and I ain't got much gold Maybe things ain't been all that I planned But Lord above, hear my plea When it's time, judge me Take a look at these hard-working hands Yes, I'm tired and I'm old And I ain't got much gold Maybe things ain't been all that I planned But God above, hear my plea When it's time to judge me Take a look at these hard-working hands at these hard-working hands. Yeah, yeah. Folks, um, right now, there's more division, more anger. Uh, we have lost so much. First of all, we've lost respect, respect for parents, respect for each other, and we're only thinking about me we're only thinking about myself. What do I want? And uh, and the Lord uh, talks us, uh, tells us the Bible is filled with just the opposite. What can we do with what he has given us to help somebody else and to encourage somebody else and to not look on the outside? For goodness sake, when will we get over that? Will that day ever come? Whether it's the color or whether a person is short or tall, or whatever that may be. Don't look on the outside. Look on the inside. Look at the person. Look at the human being. That is exactly. And if we will just, if we, let, me just let me just share this once again. You know, they asked the Lord, they asked the Lord, what is the big one? What is the big one? What is the big one? And, uh, and and the, the the commandment, you see, and in Mark 12, 30 and 31, he said, well, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and uh, with all your strength. But he said, the second is like unto it that you love your neighbor as yourself. You see, and he went on to say, there is no commandment greater than these. If we could just get that straight, 
if we could just get that straight and treat each other with respect and all of the other things that go there, I, uh, we would have a lot, uh, a lot fewer problems in the world right today. Now, I'm telling you, the thing that a person wants more than anything else, remember the five questions, who am I? From where have I come? What is my purpose? How can I fulfill it? And the fifth one, where am I going? Because none of us, none of us want to live a life in vain. None of us want to go through the journey for nothing, accomplishing nothing. Uh, they don't want people to say he lived his life in vain. And I'll tell you a good way to do that is to live your life for yourself. That's vanity. That's absolutely in vain. And there was a song written years and years and years ago. And I want to share that with you right now. If I can help somebody as I go along. If I can cheer a stranger with a word or a song. If I can show some traveler that he's going wrong. Then my living shall not be in vain. Then my living shall not be in vain. Then my living shall not be in vain. If I can help somebody as I go then my living shall not be in vain. If I can do my duty as a good man ought, if I can bring back beauty to a world that's uprocked, if I can spread love's message as the master taught, then my living shall not be in vain. Then my living shall not be in vain. Then my living shall not be in vain. If I can help somebody as I go along, then my living shall not be in vain. Then my living shall not be in vain. 
Ah, <laughs> uh, isn't that isn't that the truth? Isn't that the truth? This journey, this journey we call life, the lifespan, from birth until that homegoing uh, that the Bible speaks about. If we live our life, give our life to the Lord, and allow Him uh, to be in our heart and direct. Our, our, our attitudes, our thoughts. When I think back through American history, the B-I-B-L-E is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Why have we gotten it so wrong? Um, and just uh, chosen to say it says what it clearly does not say. And uh, all of those things. The Bible is the Bible. Brother Lester Roloff, uh, when he was alive, he used to say, we don't need to rewrite it. We just need to reread it. And I've often thought that is so true. It was true then, and it's true now. Find a good Bible-believing church and take your children, for goodness sake, get your children deeply planted in a Bible-believing church where they will hear the Word of God, they will memorize Scripture verses, and they will grow up as God intended them to. Um, Anyway, so I better get out of here. This is Dick Bott with this chapter of The Complete Story is a public service, and I'll see you later. Mm-hmm.